Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. Proudly hosted by me, Chris Little. Without further ado, let's get started. All right, so I will segue us into this puppy. You ready? Oh, yeah. Okay, so welcome to episode 42 of the Lifestyle Chase. Here I have with me today... Mr. Josh Nil, did I get that right? You did, yes. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, that's, yeah you this, is, this is good. So, tell me about your day today. Well, today, uh, woke up. I just had one client today. Yeah. Um, she wanted to learn a little bit different stuff today, so it was Olympic lifting. Thanks. So, something that usually we don't get to do, both you and I, right? We yeah. have a lot of more general poppers. Yeah. Um, there's different people at Evolve that specialize in that. So they get they get to handle that more than us. Absolutely. So, but I don't know how to do it. So she was she was up for the challenge and did that and but then got a good lower body workout in and now we're here. Sweet. Yeah. So say you got to pick everything that you got to do in the day, like this was during your holidays or something, how would you structure your day? What would you put in your day and explain why? <laughs> uh I prioritize sleep for for first thing off. I'd probably sleep in. Yeah, I'm a big sleeper. I think that's really important, especially like all through university, all through uh, my undergrad and everything. It was just major sleep was important, especially the night before exam. You don't cram, you just sleep. Um, so sleep would be priority sipping in. Um, a good breakfast. I always, nutrition's good. It's yeah. A, it's a part of our, our life. So good nutrition, breakfast, and coffee. Nice. Coffee, nice. Coffee's, number, coffee's <laughs> my lifeblood. So, um, but always usually have a lift. Yeah, prioritize a lift in a day. Um, usually just chill. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I don't really need to have to do a lot in a day. Just go with the flow. Pretty much. Yeah. If it's especially if it's a day off, just work out, chill, read. Yeah. Do you have any big aspirations or big goals in your future? Like everybody kind of has like that twinkle in their eye that they're like, I would like to do this. <laughs> uh, it would probably be to maybe build up enough of a brand or your business to be able to move away and still have that business. That's probably a pretty good goal of mine because uh, I love Edmonton. Yeah, is awesome, but um, one day it's maybe moved to uh, Calgary. So it'd be t- the goal would be to build up enough that your name is out there so that you can move somewhere and just, just start building again and it wouldn't be as hard as it has been in the last two months to build your own business. Totally. So, yeah. What do you do to stay positive when, when the going gets tough? How do you stay on top of your game? Usually it's, it's just the, the one saying is everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Like if it's just, for example, um, had one guy contact me and he, as soon as he found out the prices, uh, he's like, he just stepped away. He's just like, nope, it's, it's happened a few times. Probably happens to all of us. Yeah. People find out the price and then they're like, oh, does that include access to the gym? And you always hesitate, especially if you're emailing or something. Um, it's like, oh, man. And it's like, no, it unfortunately doesn't. And then once people figure out that's an extra cost, it's, it's yeah, it's hard. So it's usually just everything happens for a reason. Um, in my mind, it's like if we didn't get to meet in person, um, maybe we, we wouldn't have had that relationship in the first place because being a trainer that that clientele trainer relationship has to be there so 
Yeah, it's just it. No, well, maybe if it will happen in the future, it will happen. But if if not, there's I still have people right now. I'm not too much in the red, so we're we'll just just keep going. Totally, yeah. totally. And I think when it comes down to it, like the more, the more we embody happiness, and the more we just own it, like we're like, hey, I provide this service. This is what it costs. You get value if you buy into it. Great. If you don't, that's great. The more we're able to just like. Be proud. Be proud of what we're doing. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Because especially if we get down on ourselves, our clients that we have right now, because we, we can, uh, the human body, like we're, we're trained to notice body language. Like people can read and change in our, our tone of voice, how our posture, our facial expression. So if we're off, if we're off our game as a trainer, our, the clients that we have right now suffer, right? Because we have yeah. to, we, we change our personalities and then our enthusiasm from client to client because some people need more pep and others just need to uh, let's go and they're good to go. Like, so if you're off, it affects your other clients, right? So being positive, you have to maintain that. I completely agree. Yeah. One time, uh, Andrew Coates was looking at me and he was like, dude, you're crushing like a, a large black coffee at 7 p.m. Why? And I was like, dude, I got to be top of my yeah. game. This yeah. is my client. I got to be peppy. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I was pretty wired for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, worth it? Yeah, it's totally worth it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what it's all about. Is our the clients that we have right now? That's that's who get that's who gets us more clients. Speaking of Andrew's Andrew's Facebook um, post that actually started this discussion already. Yeah, yeah. So it was about like how uh, as trainers we always have that thing in the back of our mind or in our mind that like we need more and that retention and that the referrals, right? So it's important that we as trainers always are at our top every single time we will we will we are here we're human we have, we'll have an off day but usually it's i'll tell my clients it's just like you know what like i might be off today i apologize um but usually they're pretty good like but if they're a little bit new i won't say that to them yeah, but yeah. If i've had them for a year or two and they they we have that relationship where i can be like hmm, i'm a bit off today so if i'm not as peppy I apologize. Yeah, and most totally. of them are pretty cool with it. So, have you checked out my interview with Dean Somerset? No, I haven't. I saw you that. Should. Yeah. It's good. It, yeah. It's got some helpful advice, and he he gave me some tips and insights on on all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Andrew Coates for a bit, <laughs> man. Why is he scary? He's not scary. Nah, he's a big boy. So what? He, he's so nice though. He's so exactly. Nice. But when I watch him crush the weights on like Instagram and Facebook. Like nah, he's a big guy. Well, he is. But he's a big boy. Big friendly giant. Yeah, I know. Now, I'm starting <laughs> to get. I started to get know more. But when I first met him, he was like, like looking up at him. Yeah. <laughs> now that I got you called out on the podcast, you're yeah. gonna have to interact with him more. That's awesome. Exactly right. Hopefully, I'm sorry, Andrew. Don't, don't yell at me. Don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Sweet. So I want to hear your origin story. So what was like? What was childhood like for you? Because we're both rural boys. Yeah. We have that in common. Well, what man, did you as a kid? What was your things you did for fun? Well, in a small town, you can, you can in the summers, it was just grab your bike and bike around town. Um, I had a lot of friends who lived in the country, so going out there, um, one of my friends was a uh, uh, calf roper. So usually he'd let me rope a bit, but usually I was I would, I'd watch him practice and I'd open the the gate for him and the, let, the, let the calves go and he just practiced for a couple hours and I just watched it was yeah he had a golf cart too 
that we would, uh, he, govern, he took the governor out and we, <laughs> we'd take it off jumps. So kind of a little bit redneck stuff. Like we, we'd trap moles, shoot gophers, shoot guns. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty much typical childhood. It was just, yeah, small town, playing hockey, um, played lacrosse in the summers. Yeah, just bike, go to friends. All of the sports, which one do you think resonated with you the most? Which one did you really, that was your, your jam? Usually ho- hockey was. Yeah. Yeah, because especially in a small town, you can relate to it too. Like, the if you're like top, on the top hockey team in the, in the small town, you're like top dog and like in school, right? Like you're one of those the jocks or popular kids. Yeah, they get that, that card that kind of gives them exactly. the, the freebies and yeah. stuff. And it just, it just translates into even like the teachers know and the people in the community know. And it's just like, it was almost like a status symbol. Yeah, but now it's looking back on us, it's like that's so silly. Like, I don't know why I attained to that, but like hockey was, I enjoyed it the most. Yeah, how lacrosse was fun. It was very violent. Totally, (laughs) totally. But yeah, how much progressed did your your hockey career get? Like, did it just kind of stop after high school, or did it keep going? Yeah, just pretty much stopped after high school. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I just played till I played a little bit of junior B, and then I was just like, hmm. I'm not going anywhere with it, so let's prior prioritize school and. Yep. Yeah. Do you maintain it with uh, some pond hockey here and there? Yeah, we play play rec league every once in a while, and yeah, it's it's fun. That's the way. Yeah. What position do you like playing the most? Well, I, I grew up playing goalie actually. Ooh. Yeah, so people always say goalies are a little bit weird, so. Yeah. <laughs> happens, man. <laughs> but uh, no, that no, I just play out because then uh, I don't have to go to every single game, and people aren't lying on you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're if you're the goal, only goalie for the team, you have to show up to every game and all that jazz. And or people are not going to be giving you a beer after. No. <laughs> Just the yeah. goal. No, this no, guy. There's no defense. This guy. There's no defense. So, it's, like, it's almost like a large cardio session. Totally. So. <laughs> awesome. And then what, what kind of got you into lacrosse? Because lacrosse is kind of, like, it's an up-and-coming sport still. And it's ironic because it's, bit. like... The official. It official is actually sport. yeah, it's the official sport of Canada. It's uh, it got uh, I think a couple of my friends on my hockey teams would just played in the summer, and a couple a neighbor, neighbor of ours played in Red Deer. So I, I live in Innisfail, so Red Deer's about twenty minutes away. So Red Deer had a big minor lacrosse league. Innisfail was just starting out, so it was just like let's let's try this lacrosse thing out. And I was I was big for my age group and. I had a lot of weight on kids, so it was just throwing shoulders and the body around, and I was like, I can get used to this, but yeah. then once I got a little older, kids started catching up, it was like, I was getting tossed around, so, but, but oh yeah, the cross was just, I don't know, it was just fun, it was, it was like running around, hitting people, <laughs> totally, it was, that was a good, good time. Yeah, like, when I was in high school, we got to play a little bit of lacrosse, but it was usually, like, outdoors. Yeah, we do yeah. it for this class called Tundra Sports. Okay, yeah. And we had some fairly basic, like, plastic sticks, but the things that I liked is, like, you could take out a lot of aggression in that sport. Oh, yeah. Like, there was a big room, like, a big window to be able to kind of do a little extra beyond what you could do in soccer. Oh, yeah. Like... I'm a I'm a friendly individual, but my dark side comes out with I, soccer. I, I am as well. Like I was just like as soon as you got that ball, I was coming at you. Yeah. And like I would whatever I'd throw my body around. When I played, it's a bit different now. Um, but when I played, when I first started out, like you could do like a full fight and you get just two minutes 
uh, for roughing and go come back out. But now it's a little bit different. Like there's so much more emphasis on concussions and stuff. But like, yeah, I've seen people break like the wooden shaft heads on people's shoulders. I've seen them bend the the metal around a person's shoulder with the stick. And I've seen people get like get hit in the neck with the sticks. Yeah, oh yeah. Like I think I got one or two. I, no, no, I can't even remember. I think I had one or two concussions from it's the cross. It's not a good sign, man. <laughs> you can't remember yeah. how many concussions. Who do you get? <laughs> so yeah, like, but no, the cross was, I don't know, yeah, it was just, I don't know if it was just taking out the aggression or but no, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Do you find you get a better quality or like a more fulfilling workout when you're a little bit pissed off or when you're totally calm and you had a really good sleep and you're feeling super mellow? When I'm super mellow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. When I'm, when I'm angry, it's just like my head goes too much. And it's just like, I don't want to work out. Like I've tried, I've worked out before when I'm really angry and it's, I just don't like it. Like it's, I can actually, yeah, push more weight when I'm not angry. Yeah, especially when I've had a good sleep and like I'm chill. Oh yeah, I can tune into and really focus on what I'm doing. Totally. Because if I'm angry, I'm thinking about other things. Well, I think there there's a lot of science behind being calm and having mm-hmm. things a, a sense of calmness. Yeah. Um, for myself, I I think I benefit most when I get a really good sleep, mm-hmm. but then something just slightly pisses me off. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Not so much that my thoughts are elsewhere and not so much that it's changing my heart rate or something. Just enough to kind of get me thinking like, oh, I'm going to add that extra weight on there <laughs> and do two more reps just to spite this thing that I'm thinking about. That's good, yeah. Yeah, everyone's different. It's, it's weird, weird, yeah. Some people like really love to work out when they're angry. I, yeah, I don't, I don't really like it. That's fair. Yeah, That's I don't fair. know if like lifting weights, I'm... I don't like lifting weights on my anger, but yeah, like running or doing a cardio option, probably throwing the med ball around. <laughs> nice, but nice. What's your favorite way to get in some good cardio? Oh man, uh, even just today, lower body, just at the very end, just doing anaerobic the, with the sled work. Yeah, throwing the weight and just kill the quads, get the heart rate pumping, do a couple sets, try to get maybe, oh, hopefully a little bit of epoch. <laughs> yeah, excessive post exercise option consumption, but. It's only a few hundred calories, but yeah, just just pump the heart. I like the stairs in the river valley. Yeah. That's good stuff. Makes sense. So how long have you been in Edmonton? Because you did your schooling in Red Deer, right? Yeah, I did two years in, at Red Deer College. Okay. Uh, and then it was the university transfer program up to um, Edmonton. So I've been in Edmonton for four years. Sweet. Yeah. So what have been the things that have kind of stuck with you the most? Like... Uh, memorable moments or points of growth where like you've met somebody or just learned something from from a moment uh well i've met a lot of people like um our, our mutual friend katie chamberlain uh she opened she just yeah introduced me to spin class i've never in a small town never had spin class so yeah i hear you there yeah i went, <laughs> went to spin class the first time and it, it was really enjoyable like it's a it's a fun atmosphere to kind of just get to the beat and pump those legs and get the heart going and um, but no that was probably a good moment just to see um because going to school I wasn't really involved in like yang fitness like but that was probably right then and then meeting a good friend of mine uh, Ricky Ng who used to work for Revive Wellness uh, he's a dietitian um meeting him as well opening doors for me and like just hanging out with him he is very adventurous um so he 
has taken me to like a lot of um, fried chicken places in the city. <laughs> <laughs> so risque. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, just fried chicken is our, is our thing. And yeah, but no, yeah, just trying, looking, um, finding out how Yeg Fitness works. Like meeting all these interesting trainers and like really that's, that's what really opened my eyes to the city. Because before it was, uh, it was just so a small bubble, but now it's like, oh man, there's a lot more people in the city than I actually realized that are uh, into the fitness industry. Yeah, it's unique because like it seems like it's a big group, and then you realize everybody knows everybody. Yeah, exactly. Because the other fun fact is, you know Jordan Amo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a guest on the podcast. I think it was somewhere in like episode thirty six or thirty seven. Yeah. Yeah. But what? Uh, what are five fun facts about Jordan Abel? I don't even know if I have five. Oh man! Don't overthink it, man. He's he's got a lot of charisma. He's goofy. He's a goofy guy. Yeah. He like number one would be his his sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. He can drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. Um, he's he's a ladies' man. He is. He's a smooth talker. He is. Like, um, I, I don't know if you ever went to Billy Bob's and Red Deer. I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> seen Jordan there. Yeah, I went with Amo at Red Deer College, and yeah, he's a smooth talker. He's loud. He's very loud. He's a very loud guy. Very boisterous. Yes. Uh, that's four. I don't think I have I'm scared one. for the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> stop there. You're just just getting worse, yeah. <laughs> like, Jordan, I gotta save your reputation, bro. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, because I haven't seen Jordan in a long time, because he, he went back, because he transferred to the U of A before I did. Yeah. And then he finishes ed degree, and then he just he moved like Egypt. He went all over the world, right? Like he yeah. taught overseas. So I haven't seen him since. I think the incredible thing, because I knew him from when he was like sixteen to eighteen, kind of thing. That's yeah. when I was counseling with him at the camp, and his personal development has been incredible. I think mm-hmm. like all of ours, obviously yeah. everybody grows. Everybody has like their times. And it's like, Oh, did you see him at the bar? Yeah. I saw him at the bar. <laughs> everybody yeah. has those times, especially at Billy Bob's. Oh, for sure. Um, but just to see how much change has happened through him by taking those risks and mm-hmm. jumping. He's a very adventurous guy. Like, to go teach over there, that's, that's insane. Even go traveling over there, that's that's awesome. Like, yeah. very adventurous. He's not tied down at all, so it's, it's very cool to see, like you said, his growth and even his maturity, like, go do that. Like Absolutely. It's crazy. Well, just in, in the chat with him, perspective has changed so much, and you really get to see where where his values are strongest it's mm-hmm. like he's maintaining those relationships with family and friends and stuff like exactly. going on trips with his mom yeah. and scuba diving with with brothers and, mm-hmm. and dad and stuff like that and it's cool like as as we grow older we learn like the most overarching thing to do is just be yourself exactly yeah yeah when we're in high school it's we're trying to like we're going back to the, the hockey thing to be like the top dog it's like it's so silly like you think you have to be this popular person and you really have to change yourself. Yeah. But then as soon as you're like, even when you move away from Wetaskiwin and Innisfail, like those small towns, you realize you're like, there's a lot more to life than, than what we thought. Trying to duplicate somebody else. Exactly. And you see a lot of that in the fitness industry too. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see somebody say, Oh, you know, like this is, 
just follow this plan and be like this, be like this person, and then you'll get all these clients. Yeah. But I think the right way to do it is just be yourself and hold a lot of integrity in everything that you do. Exactly. Like really own up to every choice that you make mm-hmm. and treat everybody with utmost respect. Um, on the topic of like being yourself, because I think it's sort of important as we're training our clients, um, they're going to see other people doing their fitness thing or other oh, people yeah. on different areas of their journey. Yep. How do you advocate for them to, to sort of be themselves, stay in, stay on their own like uh, trail of greatness? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, all, yeah, that's a good question. It's, a, it's more like, because I know a lot right now, I, we train, like I think you do as well, train a lot of women. Yep. What's a big thing now? Like even with Katie... Katie's thing about uh, over-exercise and how to relate bad relationship with exercise and food. I've, I've noticed a lot of that lately with my clients. They're, they've seen, um, there's this one lady in particular who has seen someone in the gym and she, she's, she always, she's always watching. Like she's always looking at this one person or she's always looking at what other people are doing. So it's just like, it's like, take a second. You're you. You have to learn to accept yourself first. Okay. So, Let's just focus on you. So like, it's only you and I in the room. That's why I usually say, let's just let's just talk. Like, let's talk. Let's chat. Like, focus on what you're doing. And if we have a problem, just tell me. Like, usually it's it's just getting them back into the mindset of that they can do it. Getting their confidence. That's usually what I do. But it it is hard. Like, because it is hard. Because there's a plethora of data out there. Instagram, Facebook, magazines, newspaper. Like. There's so many different misinformation and good information out there, but it's definitely hard, um, especially training women who, who do have social media and they see that body image. Yeah. It's definitely hard. And then they see people in the gym that are, there's some really fit women, very fit. They've worked their butts off for it. They, they've ate, ate well and they've, they, they have the body to show. And some women are like, well, why can't I have that? Like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And then, then they get in that, we get in that conversation and it's just like, we'll focus on you right now. Okay. We don't know what they did. Okay. We're just going to focus on you and continue your growth in the gym. Cause it's, it's more of just a confidence thing usually. Totally. So, but what do you do? Like for myself, I think one of the most helpful things is to kind of reflect on where they came from. That's a good, yeah, that's good. In in my own progress that I've seen both professionally and personally, like what's been most helpful is to like look back and be like, all right, like this is what I used to look like. This is what I used to feel like. Mm-hmm. Like emotions are big. Yeah, emotions oh, yeah. are what's going to drive us to do that thing over and over. Exactly. Appearances, those come and go. If we're in a bad mood and we see ourselves in the mirror, we're going to see something that somebody else would call fit. Exactly, and we're going to yeah. be so hard on ourselves. Mm. So I usually encourage clients to kind of like in some way, shape or form journal or archive what they looked like or mm-hmm. felt like. And... I say social media works, but I don't say that they have to do it that way because honestly, yeah. it's just, it can be a big problem for some. Some for yeah, some. But yeah, just kind of remind them that, hey, you used to push this on the sled, now you're pushing this on the yeah, sled. Yeah, yeah. And you get so much further 
if you're focused internally than externally. Because mm-hmm. you or I can go into any gym in the world and we'll always find somebody bigger, better, oh. faster, stronger, smarter. And that could be the death of us. The yep. strongest Andrew Coates could go to a gym and find somebody bigger, better, faster, stronger, smarter. Exactly, like, yeah. everybody can. Yep. So if that's, like, if that's our tombstone, we're hooped. Exactly, like, we're just going to yeah. keep, like... Yep cutting ourselves down mm-hmm. so yeah it's and it's it's not like one answer solves all of our problems no, no, no. it's just we we kind of have to nurture their self-awareness they have to be really self-aware and just own who they are and just be themselves yeah yeah i always always hear uh you celebrate the little successes so like totally. two and a half pound increase or whatever you, you as a, as a trainer you don't always like really really celebrate it but like you always know when you're like, that's awesome. Like really proud of you. Like good job. And it gets them feeling really good. Like, so yeah, that's, that was a good question. Even just framing it for them. Sometimes our clients don't know that they just progressed. Exactly. Yeah. And like, if you kind of outline it, you just say, Hey, last week you pushed 270 pounds on the sled. This week you pushed 360. Yeah. How do you feel? And then you get them to remember those emotions Cause like when they leave the gym, it's, it's sort of an emotional cycle of like, that's, that's what's going to get them thinking I would like to go back because of how good I felt. Yeah. And it builds a better relationship for fitness. Yeah. I always, uh, remember that like people remember the last thing they did or they heard with you. Totally. So like the, what I usually do is like speaking of like increasing the weight, like if you go from like a four by eight or three by eight set and like the next day, next week you go to a four by 10 and they're using the same weight or they increase the weight and you should like, I love to do the math with them. Like, so four by 10 is 40. And then you do t- uh, times the amount of weight they lift and that's a total weight, right? It's cool to see like the big increase. Cause even two and a half pounds, five pounds is a lot of weight. Totally. Right. So people, it blows their minds. They're like, man, I just like, I just push around like a thousand pounds. Like I'm jacked. Like yeah. I love, I love doing that. And I'm like, I love showing people that. Cause a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. That is like the total amount of weight they lifted in like the one exercise or through the whole day. Yeah. Increases. And they yeah. don't, re- they don't realize that. Right. Absolutely. And it's so much fun to see their faces. I think so too. And it's just giving that, them, giving them that awareness. Oh Yeah. Enabling yep. them to feel like a freaking badass. Yeah, no. <laughs> it is awesome. Yeah, yeah, especially with the sled at Evolve. Yeah, yeah. Put the weight on, and you're, uh, they don't realize how much they push around. You can tell them, or sometimes they'll forget. Yeah, and, like you just push around like four hundred pounds. Like I don't think you realize like how heavy that actually is. Yeah. Like, oh, really? And it's just like yeah, and they're like they get jacked, they get like, jazzed, and they're like the next set they go faster. Yeah, and they're so pumped. I like to use analogies. I was like, you just made that look like a bag of marshmallows. <laughs> they I like that. It. That's good. <laughs> they give it a little giggle and then off they go. Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious, what, how did your uh, career start? Like what made you think when I go to school, I want to do this? I actually wanted to be a phys ed teacher. Nice. Yeah. So I did work experience for a couple of the gym teachers in my high school. And, like, gym and phys ed was always a thing. And, like, I just that just translated into fitness. So I went into Red Deer College, and I was taking uh, a little bit of general studies. But I had anatomy in my very first semester. I was taking, like, history courses and stuff because I, I was going to do a high school gym. So 
uh, phys ed major and social minor. So I was taking history and stuff like that. And I just, just like loved anatomy. Yeah. Like the human body was just, um, it was just fascinating. And so that gripped me. And then like, it went from anatomy to physiology and then like exercise physiology. And it's just like, it was just like, I want more. I, I like, this is just freaking cool what the human body can do and like how it progresses and like what we can do to it, how far we can push people. And then I went into like the psychology part of it and sports psych and it was just, yeah. And I kept going and then I read here, I was just like, I'm doing like this diploma in kines and then I'm transferring to do kinesiology. Like I love it. Like it's awesome. So like from a young age, like sports and everything was good. And I like to coach and figure out the biomechanics of sport, like how, like hockey so different than like the mechanics of soccer all those sports and then it just yeah just translated into really focusing on like, how the human body moves and then yeah just went from there and went to school <laughs> awesome yeah so what was it like getting into the workforce straight after school was done like what before you came to evolve what was life like for you uh it was different yeah it was more like the commercial gym aspect that we, I think all trainers from Evolve have come from. And it was just working for like pushing sales. Um, like, yeah, it was just not the best. Like it was doing all this at work and not really getting compensated for it. Um, people really take for granted, especially the commercial gym trainers. Um, they expect a lot of, of free stuff, which isn't necessarily bad. I do give a lot of free stuff out. Yeah. I'm not saying that's bad, but people just don't have that really respect for a trainer, especially if you have, like, let's say, uh, your Nate certificate or your uh, Bkin. Like, people don't really realize how much education you have, and they don't value that at yeah. a commercial gym. Yeah. Right? Because at Evolve, it's different. People really come to seek you there. Totally. They're not just there to work out. Totally. So, yeah, before it, was, it wasn't it was the best. I did enjoy the commercial gym aspect because I was training different kinds of people, like from a 14-year-old to an 80-year-old. Like, it was – I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, but that's what kind of took me from that aspect out of school. Out of school, it was like, I don't know if I want to be a trainer. I knew I wanted to be in the fitness industry, but – um, it was more just playing around with it, going to the commercial gym and realizing, okay, I really enjoy this. I'm, I think I'm okay at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so it's just like, okay, let's progress and see how far you can push yourself. Like if, if I'm going to do this, I got to go all in. Yeah. Like I'm not just going to stick my big toe in. Like I'm going head first. Let's, let's do it. Like we'll see how far I can push myself and let's go. So yeah, it was out of school. It was a bit difficult though. It was like, I don't, um, Kind of, you always out of school it was like you think you know everything because you just you're book smart but especially in the fitness industry it's yep. more that experience a practical experience of being able to coach Q um, being able to have your coaching eye down and so all that stuff I developed out of school and then it was let's let's go let's go to evolve totally yeah. what was the most challenging thing mentally that you had to overcome between like your schooling experience and just your career so far as a trainer something um, that just kind of stopped you in your tracks i got burnt out yeah yeah i was at the commercial gym still and it was just 
because um, I went back for an after ed degree actually in elementary ed. Oh yeah. Um, just all these past couple of years, so um, I w- did school all the all like full course load, and then I went to work right in the summer. So I just was working, and low key I was trying to save up enough money to get an engagement ring. <laughs> nice. So I was just I was working so much, and it and it just got to a point where I didn't want to do it anymore. Like I was done. Like I was so tired and exhausted, and so like the coaching aspect and being personable and being excited to, to do the work was not there. Yeah. I just, I just flat out burnt out. So that was probably the hardest to overcome that. And then actually come back into starting my own business in the same industry that, um, I burnt out in, but yeah, like it was just, it just got to a point where it was just like, I don't want, like I'm tired. Like, yeah. I don't really want to help you today, <laughs> but no, that was probably the biggest thing. What brought you back? What fired you up again? A week off. <laughs> That'll do it, man. Yeah, just just like it was more like self care than anything. Mm-hmm. It was more, not necessarily just a week off, but like I still worked a bit, but it was just that self care aspect of just taking some time to read and to breathe. Yeah. And yeah, and then and then I was like, okay, I really do actually like this. Yeah. So and then came back. So you talked about breathing, and I think I've talked about breathing in like eight episodes, so I'm going to get it in your words. <laughs> All right. How do you breathe? Like, just take me through your process and what it means to you and what you do. So breathing, uh, it's usually, I listen, I like to listen to just a free thing off of YouTube, like yeah. uh, uh, meditation. Yep. So either like before bed or in the morning. Uh, I always like to start, try to start the day like that. It doesn't always happen because <laughs> I don't always prioritize it. But usually it's that and really just focusing on that belly, like getting that belly out, trying not to hunch my shoulder so much, getting a lot of that tension out. So um, it's usually if I'm having a bad day and I'm, my breathing technique is usually four seconds in, four seconds out, or hold and then four seconds out. Yep. Um, a lot of sports psychologists use that a lot. I've actually heard that the Navy SEALs use that. As soon as they're in a firefight, they'll they won't fire back or they'll breathe for a second to like get everything down. So that par- parasympathetic nervous system really bringing it back to where they are. So I find that that four four and four really brings you back into like that mindfulness and like in the present. Yep. And focusing on what you're doing now it really just calms everything down. But usually that's how I breathe. But. I don't really think about breathing on a regular day, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's just, um, meditation is really the belly breathing, but if I'm having a little bit of anxiety or my heart rate's up, that four, four and four, calm down. But um, Absolutely. Yeah. I just needed to hear it from somebody else other than myself. Cause like I've said it so many times and then <laughs> I've done a few presentations around town, yep. like did one at the river Cree the other week and I got, I think 300 people to breathe and it's just like big inhale. Yeah, people think it's silly. Like, ah, but it's so helpful. And then people are like, and on the exhale, they're like, damn, that's good. Like, yeah. People yeah. don't realize that like, there's a lot of podcasts that are coming out now, like people like Kairos, physios that are like specializing, their niche is breathing. Yep. So like I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago and it said like your ineffective breathing is like if you breathe and your shoulders hunch up every time you inhale and exhale, you're doing like those secondary uh inhalation exhalation muscles like they're your breathing is off yeah so the breathing 
translates into poor like musculature your immune system's down you're not getting full breath so your heart the lungs your blood circulation and he just went off and i was just like oh man like am i breathing right so it was like yeah there's breathing is becoming a big thing now like it's important people don't realize that it's important who would have totally. thought humans need to breathe who would have thought and yeah. my my clients are sometimes hard on themselves because because i hammer home the breathing yeah. concept yeah. they're like I didn't know I didn't know how to breathe. I'm like, it's not that. It's just if we improve that, just imagine how much better everything else will be. Exactly, yeah. Because it does translate to a lot of things. And a lot of people don't know how to breathe for a recovery. Yeah. So after the sets, a lot of people <laughs> yeah. breathe that really, really, that hyperventilate. Yeah. And it does not help with the recovery, right? Well, you can get yourself to hyperventilate oh, yeah. without even pushing a sled. And, yeah, and you can pass out. That's yeah. That, there's breathing techniques that they do that to like pass out. So, like, I tell people that a lot of their lungs are in their back. So, I'm like, fill your back. Like, push through your back with your lungs. Like, fill those lungs with air. Big breaths. And usually they're like, man, I, I recovered a little bit quicker. Because I get that air, so that O2 in. And, like, it's a CO2 exchange. And they re- they recover a lot faster. Totally. They're like, oh, like, yeah, exactly. The clients <laughs> are like, I didn't know, how, didn't know how to breathe. Like, oh, something new, I guess. Like. So then they, they focus on it. It's interesting. And then I like to tell them to do this kind of stuff for when they're doing like a long car drive yeah. or something like that. Like you're not going to be very happy training if you're kind of wound up tight. Yeah. And so just to to get the nervous system into a better better state exactly. is just always ideal. So I got to say, everybody has mentors, somebody that kind of inspired them to do what they do. And you kind of talked about being like a gym teacher and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, not to say that your mentor would necessarily be from school or be someone that's not related to you. Maybe it might be a parent, but if you could pick out like three mentors in your life that have really shaped you who you are, who would they be? There would be three. Um, I'd say there's two from when I did my internship at Peak Power Sport Development in Calgary. Um, so right out with our kinesiology, we have to do a, a three or four month internship to graduate so there was two strength coaches there um, Brett Bartman and James Phillips Um, those two they were just so different coaches but they took the time and their energy to teach me and a lot of their stuff rubbed off on me and to this day still I can I can uh, DM James on Instagram and he will take the time to explain or talk with me uh, if I ask him for a reference, he'll still do it. But they took the time, even like I did in the summer, they took the time, like they, they took us out for uh, supper, like they, they spent time with us and they actually cared. Yeah. Because a lot of people they'll uh, who did their internships at other places, they're usually just like a laundry guy or like they, they clean. But these people actually will, like cared enough to develop us as a coach and a trainer. But they just, I don't know, they just, I just lashed onto them and they, they're like, they were fine with it. So those two definitely helped my development um, at, and as to become a trainer because a lot of their cueing and like their coaching eye, they translated it towards me and I, I was with them. I wanted to be around them all the time. Yeah, totally. And they were okay with it. Yeah. Like they, they were happy to have me there and they didn't care that I was asking a ton of questions. They, they would answer. Yeah. So I definitely think that those two were, were a big part of my development. Another one would be, um, another two actually, I'll say, uh, 
his name's Hiro Mali. He's from Finland. He's a Finnish strength conditioning coach for uh, the like their their country in hockey. And then Brad Jealous, who's on the Dallas Stars, a strength conditioning coach for the NHL. Those two are also really good strength coaches. So they've had that experience. So Brad Jealous is a athletic therapist translated into strength conditioning. Um, so he has a different training perspective. Um, and as Hero does as well from a European perspective, yeah, um, they both train differently, which I, I don't know what it is about people who train differently. I, I love to just talk with them. Yeah. And once again, they'll take the time to talk to me, especially in the middle of a season. If I text them or email them, they'll, they won't get back to me right away because they are busy, but they will respond. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people take weeks or like they won't or they won't respond. So those two are definitely like they're nice guys. Those all those four four guys are, are super nice and they, they're knowledgeable and they're willing to take the time to teach you. So definitely those four are, are big, big mentors of mine. That's awesome. Yeah. And like the qualities that kind of stand out is just good people want to make other people into good people. Exactly. And there there's no agenda other than that. Yeah. And so the best thing to do, like, there's just so much out there where somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'll make you into an all-star. But it's just like, do you really want to or, like, what are your truest intentions? And so character is a huge thing to find. You just try and be a good person and then you get surrounded by other good people. And it's just a happy, happy, happy. Well, some (laughs) some people will be like, "Uh, yeah, like, I'll, I'll be there for you, like, all that, like... I'll be your mentor, like, they won't necessarily say I'll be their mentor, but, like, they'll be there for you, like, if you have any questions, blah, 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 and then all of a sudden they fall off the face of the earth, and you don't hear from them, they don't really check in, like, they don't care. Yeah. But, yeah, like, finding someone who cares is just awesome. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. I like that about doing fitness, working with people. Yeah. Because everybody's so people-oriented that generally it's just this big collection of really nice people. Exactly. Even at e- going from the commercial room to Evolve. Yeah. I, I was scared as heck because all these good trainers are there. Like, all these people are, are really influential in the city. Um, they're good at what they do. And I was a little bit intimidated. And then all of a sudden, I was just starting to talk with them. And they care so much. And, like, to have a conversation with you. And they're okay to talk about what they're doing. Like, if they don't get bent out of shape if you ask them a question. They'll take the time to talk to you. Totally. And they're all, that's why we're voted hottest in, hottest in Edmonton. Damn right. Yeah. It's not just our good looks, hey? Well, I, 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 would, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I contributed. <laughs> I know I did. I may be 95%. Obviously. We got Mountain <laughs> Mike. Mountain Mike helps. No, yeah, he's, he's hundred he's 99.9%. <laughs> so we'll give him a lot of credit. Yes. <laughs> low key, low key. Low key, low key. <laughs> but no, yeah, like the, the gym is awesome. Everyone, everyone cares so much. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's they're definitely well. Peeps. It's kind of like you talking about the change from sort of a larger big box gym into yeah. evolve, and it's just you got to be really good at what you do if you're gonna go out on your own, mm-hmm. and you really got to have a passion for your craft. <laughs> you have to care. Yeah, you have to care about your clients. Whole bunch. You have to care about what you do. You have to know. You have to really care that it's important. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah. And care care about yourself, right? And if everybody's just wandering around lifting weights, really, really caring, yeah. it's going to make everybody else really, really care. Yeah. So then our clients are like, I really, really care. 
about my fitness. Exactly. I would like to move and be active as often as possible. Exactly. And take care of myself. It's just a, it's just a, it's like a snowball effect. Totally. It's and then awesome. you get mix in some dogs. Yeah, oh yeah. Like Bear and Bear. I saw Bear Bear yesterday. Did, did you? you? No, I didn't. I did. Are you jealous? I am. Yeah. Good old Bear Bear. I see him on Insta. One day, one day okay. you'll be lucky. Yeah, there's there's dogs, there's babies, there's cute kids. Like yeah, yeah. baby appearance this morning. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's it's a good job. Totally. Yeah. So, you kind of you you talked about your other half in the sense that you were saving up for an engagement ring. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your five favorite things about her? Like, oh man, she's chill. Yeah. Yeah. She's not like most women where she's not high maintenance. Yeah. Oh, she. That's probably. Number, I'd say that's number five. Number one, she's she's my friend. Nice. Yeah. Like we have that relationship where it's, she's my best friend, and we are just on the same level and everything. It's it's actually weird. Like we'll be driving or something. We'll see. Like we'll something will happen or like we'll see someone, and then either she'll like I'm thinking it and I'll say it out loud and then she's like I was gonna say that. And it's not, it's, and it's weird or she'll, I'll be thinking and she'll be thinking and she'll say it. I was like, that's creepy. I'm like, I usually say, get out of my head. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, we're just on the same level. Like we're just, yeah, she's, she's chill. Um, she loves food as much as I do. Nice. Yeah, she can, yeah, she can, she loves food as much as I do. So that's good. Um, she loves fitness like I do. She, uh. She works for Orange Theory. Okay. Fitness. So she's a trainer there and a manager downtown. And so fitness is her big thing too. So that's nice that we're on that same page. I don't even know how many times, how, how many on four or five. five you need one more. Three, one more. One more. <laughs> I don't know. I always say this to you. Like, um, she, her natural hair is like really curly blonde and I don't know what it is about the hair, but it's just like weak in the knees for me. So her <laughs> hair, it, I don't know what it is. So you're saying if I got that hair, you'd be wobbling. I'd follow you around. Oh, nice. Nice. You're a stalker. Maybe. Maybe (laughs) one day. If I need a favor or something, I'm like running low on beer. I'll be, got to get out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) There's Josh. Yeah. Josh, I need some beer. I got it. (laughs) That's awesome. But no, yeah, she, yeah. Most of all, she's just, just my friend. Totally. My best friend, so. I think that's like an important characteristic. Like to, to find, and just people in general. Whether, whether it's just the bros, the, the ladies that are just friends, and then the ladies that are friends and you just want them to stick around for life. You just yeah. got to find people that are invested in you yeah, being exactly. happy. Yeah, yeah. And then reciprocate that. Yeah. Totally. So how did the two of you meet? Just school? Uh, read your read your college, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. She was a volleyball player. Ooh. So the shorts got me, I gotta say. Yeah? Shorts and the hair. Um, but no, yeah, I just met through a mutual friend. She was living in Res. I wasn't living in Res, but uh, her roommate was from Innisfail, and just introduced, and then always started talking, and all of a sudden it was just uh, yeah, just five years later. Holy shit! So yeah, <laughs> I've no, i yeah, we've been dating since she was eighteen. So, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's good. I always like to segue that stuff in here because it's like the lifestyle chase. And yeah, if I exactly. get like too much into career... Well, you people, ask me, well, where's your lady? Man, I am just like... Well, we're going to have to get you... The we're gonna best bachelor that. You, that ever bachelor. Do you, do you hear that, everybody? <laughs> best bachelor in Yag. Yeah, 100%. Right, we'll put that 
put that down. There'll be like a fashion show or some auction, and we'll raise money for charity. I'll kind of, you know, yeah, come up with something. Or it'll be beer money. I don't either. Yeah, beer money. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say though, because I always have to uh, show the love to the people who maybe don't do alcohol as much. What's your favorite non-alcoholic? beverage of choice maybe it's like maybe you just like chocolate milk maybe you just oh. you like water maybe you like water i do like water i usually uh water and uh some form of biosteel or noon tabs nice that, flavor that up a little bit and i'm on the on the grape or watermelon noon tabs right now sweet so I'll pop two of those on my water bottle and it just adds a little flavor and a little bit of sodium so i don't sweat as much when i work out and it's good stuff yeah i'm, I'm kind of similar like if, if I'm having something that's a liquid, uh, I've tried the Zevia. That's pretty oh, yeah. tasty sometimes. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll just do like the, the Mio Sport Drops. And mm-hmm. my general premise for that is just like I just, I know that I'll have more water. Yeah, exactly. If I put some flavoring in it, yeah. it's, that's that's my, my thing, my, my vice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just water in its own is so important for oh, hydration. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like even... With uh, the nutrition aspect, a lot of people don't realize that they have to drink like so much water. It helps in like recovery, helps with their performance. It helps with whatever they're trying to do in the gym. Yeah, like even outside of the gym, drinking that much water in a day, it's it's healthy. But people just don't realize that yet. But yeah, like you said, yeah, even just putting those drops in, doing something to flavor it up, you're more likely to drink it. Yeah, it's just not plain. Totally. So. Plus, I mean, like, having water allows all the hard work that you're putting into, like, maybe your consistency with nutrition yeah. and everything It allows it to take take effect. Yeah, exactly. So, the next question that I have for you is what do you do for fun outside of training? Oh. Like, this is, it can't involve fitness, it can't involve drinking with the boys, um, and it can't that involve <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> it can't involve watching sports. I'm just like ruling out all the the easy guesses so that you really have to think. Oh, it's probably hanging out with Leah, so my fiance. Yeah, like that's one of the big things is like we, um, our our family members always get us those passes to Cineplex, like the two uh, two free movie passes to drinks and then popcorn or whatever totally so we always get those for like christmases and birthdays because we love movies yeah so we all uh, like going to a movie is probably one of my favorite things to do outside training with with her or like hanging out with her because she works so much and i work so much so we never home so probably spending time with her would be the big thing that's a good one yeah. what's your favorite kind of movie oh i like the action and adventure she likes action adventure as well sometimes a little bit of comedy but yeah, I'm I'm trying to wait for this uh, the Avengers, um, like uh, to die down a little bit before we go and see it. Cause Me too. <laughs> I've got to wait for it to die down in the theater, and then we'll go in and probably watch that one, um, see what it's like. I guess. Yeah. I can just imagine it. You'll be there on the nice little date. I'm like, hey guys, yeah, I'm here, I'm back here. How's how's it going? <laughs> like I'll I'll cut. You can come sit between us. Good. Perfect. Perfect. So. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about the Avengers? What kind of draws you into that movie series? Probably the action in it. Like, even the graphics. Yeah. It's just insane. Like, yeah. Well, especially if sometimes we, we'll go to the 3D one. And I don't know. It's just the graphics and the, the green screen stuff they can do now. It's insane. 
So it's it's very cool to see what they can do for an action adventure movie from like when and when we were kids from like the nineties, totally early two thousands. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see that how much they can do, like graphically. To, I, that's what I enjoy because they put so much effort into it. Well, I think they're even getting some good storylines too. Yeah, oh yeah. And like, I think even the best part too is uh, I always wait for Stan Lee to be in it because it's oh he's always says like the funny bits. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And Stan Lee, didn't he pass away he recently? Pass, yeah, I mean, a year or two ago. Yeah. But he's in this one, they said, I think. So, I don't know. Yeah, he always has, like, the funny, like, one-liner, and then that's it. It's so well put, too. Like, they yeah. had him as, like, a delivery guy. Like, yeah. they just sneak him in. Yeah, they just sneak him in. Yeah, so <laughs> just, and all of a sudden, it just pans to him, and then it goes back to, like... It could be, like, action, like a big scene, and all of a sudden, it's just Stan Lee, and it goes back. So, <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> it's awesome. Which movie got you hooked into that whole, like, universe? Oh, probably Captain America. Nice. Yeah. That's like a little bit late. Yeah, I know. Late to the party, man. I know. For me, I'd say it was Iron Man. Yeah. I liked the pairing of... It made ACDC cooler for me. <laughs> like, I thought ACDC was pretty good. But I'd have to say I'm more into... Well, I have a very diverse music taste. We'll just... Yeah. We won't delve too much <laughs> into that. But, like, it definitely made me have a newer, greater appreciation for ACDC because you're pairing something that was badass in his time and still is badass. Yeah, true. With, like, some dude that's going around with, like, jetpacks coming out of his hands. He's a robot, man. And he's rich. And he's got the cool sunglasses. <laughs> and he's got yeah. the beard trimmed to a T. stuff up. Totally. Totally. And I just... Some people aren't into the the Marvel movies, and so I have, to, are, yeah. I have to justify it for them. I have yeah. to give them a reason to see it. And you've supported me in that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and how about, like, family? Like, your... Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have an older sister. She's five years older than me. She, uh, she lives in Calgary. Yeah. What kind of... Uh, has she kind of shaped you at all? Or was it kind of you're just arch enemies growing up? We were arch enemies growing up, yeah. Like, for example, there's always a story of, uh, you know, those uh, support poles in basements, those metal ones? Yeah. Uh, she was babysitting me once when I was maybe, I'd say seven or eight. So I was probably, I was just a shithead. <laughs> she tied me to a pole downstairs. It's not that bad. <laughs> How long were you there? Oh, I don't know. A couple hours, maybe. Did you get snacks? No. Oh, savage. <laughs> yeah, I know. Savage. But so no, that yeah. stuck with you, hey? Oh, yeah. But then there was, yeah, there was just this time. And then, like, she, uh, she went overseas for a year and then came back. And I grew a bit. And she just she 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 would never hit or beat me up. She would run her mouth, and she did run her mouth once, and then like I just punched her right in the shoulder, and she told me to get out of the room. And mom, my mom told me she's just like he's, she's like yeah. After he left the room, she like just was like oh that hurts so bad. Like she didn't want me to see it, but yeah, she and that's after that she she didn't beat at me anymore. She knew that was a point of no return. Yeah. I was too big. You had crossed the threshold. Yeah, I was too big. Especially her being five years older. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she, she moved out of the house when I was still a teenager. So I was always in that imager uh, to her that I was just a, a teenager. I was a teenager, right? <laughs> so when I, when I got to school and I started getting educated a little more, because she's very smart. Um, she's well-educated. and So then I started to reference some things and have my, a little bit more my sense of humor come out and we have the same sense of humor so then she saw started to see how 
how I was now that I'm an, a little bit more mature and I'm an adult and sh- now we have a bad, better relationship for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Do you stay in touch? Oh yeah. yeah. Sweet. For sure. What's your favorite mode of like communication? Do you do group chat, phone call? Usually just text. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. She's a texter. How often would you say like, cause it varies. Like it's always interesting to me to learn how people stay in touch. And I feel it kind of shapes um, just how their relationships with family evolve over time. Yeah. So for me, I'd say my brothers, I might like text or message with them a few times a month. Yeah. And like every time that I see them in person, it's kind of like we're picking up where we left off. Exactly. So yeah, I like that. It's easy that way. Because people that you won't see for so long or talk to, and then it's yeah. just, I have friends from high school, like, my best man at my wedding, he's always overseas or he's somewhere. And, um, but yeah, every time we, we get back together, it's just right where we picked up. Totally. Like it's just, it's smooth. It's easy. Totally. Yeah. Are you the youngest or the oldest? Are you the middle? I'm the little baby. Are you? Yeah. I got two older siblings. One of them is nine years older. One of them is 13 years older. Holy. Do you so get beat for, up a lot? <laughs> there was like maybe like a two week window two week where they I think they spun me around on the grass and like it was never, it never got too, too bad. I got plenty of noogies, oh, yeah. sat on a few times, but nothing, no damage, no yeah. intentional damage. No intentional damage. One time one of my brothers pulled me on a wagon down our driveway <laughs> and so he was riding his bike. The bike was tied to the wagon, and it was one of those red ones with, like, the small Oh, yeah, on. those are dangerous. You can get, like, speed wobbles, and you'll tip it. We hit a speed wobble, yeah. and we tipped it. <laughs> it's like you turn on a dime. Yeah. And Ooh. so then I got pretty scraped up, but he didn't mean it. So there was no, there was no, no, no like, foul there. no sadness. It was mostly just, like, he picked me up, sprinted to the house, put about 50 Band-Aids on me. And then uh, burrito wrapped me in bed and fed me orange juice with uh, ginger ale. Wow! Like he, he was had covering, remorse, covering all the bases. Wow! And yeah, like it, that that was important. <laughs> now, like today, they they might crop dust me and stuff. And I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You just you let it be. But they just they know that you know I like to lift things up and put them down. And yeah, they know. I can hold my own. Yeah. And yeah, once you get bigger, hey, they're like, yeah. I can't do it. And they're like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Because I'm one, like, on my mom's side, she has nine brothers and sisters. So I'm one of the youngest uh, cousins, boy cousins. So I, when I was growing up, I got, I didn't get it from my sister. I got it from my cousins. Yeah. I found her I get beat up. Oh yeah. So now, now I'm bigger than all of them. <laughs> You're like, they, no, they don't. Not food. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't get near me anymore. They they know. So it's it's nice. <laughs> For me now, like my siblings are they're like thirty six and forty. So I have to like ease oh, yeah. off. Like yeah, my mom is like, old. don't no fighting. <laughs> Damn it, mom! I just got big enough. <laughs> Damn just it! Let me have my fun. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I think it's it's good. You gotta you gotta love your people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can make fun of them now. Oh yeah. So there's a question that I've asked a few guests, and I've been asked why I ask it, and I don't really have a reason, so I'm just gonna ask it anyways. Donairs or pizza? Ooh, that's that's a hard one. Yeah. Pizza. But why? I just love it. Donairs though. I don't. Ah, uh, just pizza. What about donairs? <laughs> cheese pizza. Cheese and cheese, man. I don't know what it is. The what cheese. about donair pizza? No. Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, Still just pizza. Just pizza. All right. Yeah. What, what's your go-to kind of pizza? Pepperoni. Okay. Yeah. And if you're going to go somewhere to get that pepperoni pizza, where do you go? Oh. Well, let me let me backtrack a second. Usually, if I'm gonna get pizza, and I want like a, a lot of toppings on it and stuff, we go to Blaze. Nice. They have the unlimited like topping thing. Nice. So like doing that. But usually, if it's just like a casual like pizza, it's usually like Pizza Hut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hey. <laughs> what do you? What do you? Okay, let's add pizza donair. For me, oh, I would, I would probably say pizza, but I would put a big check mark next to donair pizza. <laughs> You'd circle yeah. pizza, but put a check mark. Some highlighter okay, in there okay, too. Okay. But you know, if if it's about sustainability and eating pizza. I couldn't just eat donair pizza. Nope. I think that would catch up to me real fast. <laughs> I like kind of the, the pizzas that you could advise a person to eat where it's like a thinner crust. Yeah, yeah. Just minimal minimal of the bread and then you implement lots of veggies in there mm-hmm. and sneak in some chicken or some steak. Yeah, and like protein, yeah. Yeah, just make it something that you can indulge in, but it's not going to be such an indulgence. Yeah. Have you had a cauliflower crust pizza? I have not. I've heard that's a really good, actually. Like I've heard that's a good alternative for the, the carb portion of the bread. Totally, totally. But I don't it's know just what cauliflower, city, though. And it's, you don't realize it, though. Somebody's going to hear this, and they're going to know who has it, and they'll slide into our DMs. All right. We'll wait. Cause I, I want like good. I, I, I want it the first time I try it to be. I don't want it anymore. Yeah. Cause it might be a good alternative to have that craving of pizza satisfied with just cauliflower. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So. Have you ever tried Love Pizza? Oh, I've heard of. Isn't it, isn't it downtown? Yeah, they have a location downtown and in Saint Albert. No, I haven't tried. I it. challenge you to check it out. All right, it's it's on one hundred ninth, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jasper there. Okay, yeah, yeah. I will. I will check it out. Cause every time, like, I mean, no, no bad blood towards Blaze Pizza, but it, us two, we are two individuals with independent businesses that are Edmonton based. Mm-hmm. Love Pizza. Same, same. Okay, I'll give them. I'll give them some love. So we gotta show the love, love to pizza. the Love yeah, Pizza. Okay, okay. Hopefully, hopefully they listen to my podcast and they're like, yeah. "Oh, I appreciate this." Yeah. <laughs> Free pizza. <laughs> Slide into our DMs. <laughs> Coupon. Coupon. Yeah, totally. So, this brings us to our final question. And this is how I wrap it up. If you were going to give one piece of advice to somebody on how to live their life most authentically and to the fullest, what would that piece of advice be? Breathe. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Take, like, it's more living in the moment, right? breathe take a second life can get very confusing and hectic live in the moment focus on what's going on right now you can worry about it later what's up later and the past is done you have to focus on the now that's how you can live a more fulfilling life because you're focused you're in the present put your phone down I like it yeah that's a good one it's been a good chat good visit yeah thanks Chris you bet we'll see you around at the gym oh yeah